This is Suleiman Akbar from the Collegian interviewing Ben Mosier, the owner of the Lyric, about supporting local filmmakers. I hope you enjoy. Nice to meet you, Ben. Nice to meet you. How long have you owned the Lyric? Um, I started it in 2007, and yeah, so 16 years now. Um, tell me more about this place. What is it like uh, involved in regardless films? Um, so I, I'm a film major. Um, I went to Montana State, and originally my life plan was to either become a famous director or start a movie theater, starting a movie theater being my plan B. And so when I started it, um, I had kind of a rude awakening to the realities of life and um, how movie theaters are subjected to distributors and like all the whims of studios and stuff like that. And so pretty early on, I decided that um, we need to steer the whole thing into more of an art house, art venue sort of direction. But it's been a heavy lift. Um, it's pretty much taken me this whole time to do it. And then when we, so we started in an original location in Old Town um, on Mountain. And that was, it's a little dinky 300 or 3,000 square foot um, space, two screens, two tiny screens. And um, real estate prices went up and, and I decided that we were going to move it, move it to North College. I built a building and did the whole thing, pulled all the permits. And when we moved it there, it was extremely expensive. And so we kind of have taken this whole, you know, leaning into the art thing to, to the extreme. And so the place, if you walk in, it's, uh, I would say confusing, maybe a generous term <laughs> for it. Like you walk in and it's, it's a strange experience for sure. And everybody doesn't really know what to make of it the first time they go. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where, where we've landed now. We've got a lot of weird art installations and we do a lot of concerts. We do a lot of, uh, community events and, and movies are kind of just like, just one of the things we do now. Well, I'm glad you did something different. You, I mean, you got out of the, this whole commercial film thing and you, you made your own thing, you know, like, but at the same time, did you ever make films? Um, I made a couple. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't tout them or, or, or brag about them because they're, they're okay. They're fine. But yeah, I, I, my, my place in the world is being kind of a conduit for other people's creativity, I feel like. And so I, that's how I, I'm served best or, or I'm used best. What do you mean by like creativity of other people? Um, so like the, the theater, um, we've, we've had, a lot of indie movies go through the whole place and I've had a lot of local mo movies go through it and a lot of, um, uh, experimental stuff, you know, and, and it, it feels like the way that I can best serve the community is by taking 
what this person wants to do and then what this person wants to do and create a space where both those things can happen, like this experimental thing or this pretty commercial thing or whatever it may be. So you you do different stuff and then put them all together and make it function in its own way i i assume yeah i mean we so like one of the one of the events that i try and i've been trying to do this on a regular basis since we started is a um a music video premiere night so we've done this a few times or a number of times and it's pretty successful uh the we have a band comes in with a new music video they play a set show the music video it works best if it's like two bands so you do a band you do a set show two music videos and then do another set with the other band and it gets all the fans of those bands you get some music video like film people that know the filmmakers they all come and then all the friends of all the people come and it it does very well and to be able to have a musical act followed by a movie and then a musical act again seamlessly happen in on the same stage in the same space without any lag time between those two things is kind of a like a unique thing that the the lyric offers and so it's one that's like a good example of just the flexibility we have in the space yeah, it's interesting to see the live art, you know, music and films played together. But, you know, at the same time, I still think the lyric does have to do more with films. And, you know, I want to know more about what is what are the kinds of films that you all that you mostly like to screen at the lyric. I mean, what I like and what I don't like is kind of irrelevant. It's more about what's available and what, like, unless I specifically go out and make a certain kind of movie, I have very little control over what, what plays there. Movie industry is basically broken into two different industries. You have the mainstream, like... Um, they're the wide release films. So you have the wide release films and the limited release films. There are no such thing as indie movies for all intents and purposes. You have Marvel movies, Disney movies and all that. And then you have movies with, you know, like from France and stuff like that. And that's, those are limited release. And so we're a limited release theater. They come out with these like Sundance or you know, Tribeca or whatever film festivals, they come out with these films. A lot of them are financed by studios and sold as indie movies. This is, I'm a little jaded towards this whole process. Um, and we kind of specialize in limited release movies, you know, like, uh, they say Wes Anderson movies are indie movies and they're just the exact opposite of an indie movie. If you ask me, they're, you know, why do you think that they're financed by a studio? They got big name actors in it. They have millions of dollars in marketing behind them. Like they're, they're in no way, shape or form independent. They're just done by Wes Anderson. Who's kind of a weirdo. And everybody goes, Oh, weirdo means indie. Yep. Fair enough. I mean, it is, I mean, his films are produced by 
major studios. But at the same time, you know, I think he does a very good job. Oh yeah, uh, they in making and you know something that looks independent but yet not independent. They um, they they play very well at the theater. So whenever a Wes Anderson movie comes out, you better believe we're going to get it. So since when since when was the lyrics supporting like indie local film films in Fort Collins? Um I I feel like we always have, you know, we when when we first opened like and I got this rude awakening as to how the how the dis distribution of films worked out. Um, I got into contact with some old film buddies from from college and kind of like worked with a bunch of filmmakers in town um, to premiere their shorts. Um, we had this one uh, short series called Parker Street by this dude that worked at the at the theater a long, long, long time ago. This is like. I don't know, 15 years ago. Um, and so we'd premiere his, he'd make a new short film and they were like these little animated short films. And then I'd kind of bookend it with music videos and other things that were made in local um, groups around town. And um, I would play it to this whole audience and then I would try and pair it with some musical acts and some art acts and and have, make a whole night of it but it was all based around the local independent filmmakers in the northern front range area yeah it's so interesting because i also interviewed a guy who actually screened his film at the lyric called homeland and you know he told me he told me about how the, the lyric you know have been supporting his film and his independent film yeah i think that that screened relatively recently and I mean, if anybody makes a movie around town, all you got to do is just get a hold of Aaron or me or anybody at the theater and be like, "Hey, I want to premiere my theater my movie at the the Lyric, and we just got to pick a date." That's really all it comes down to is just picking a date. And they have like offers for the tickets, right? Like they split the. We usually do a ticket split. Yeah, we usually do a ticket split and. Um, is that it to depends. support the filmmakers financially? Somewhere? I mean, it just gives them a little bit of money. Nobody's going to get rich off of this. But yeah, I think it's supportive and encouraging to a lot of local filmmakers here. Yeah, they. I, I find that most filmmakers, they um, just having their film shown on a big screen is enough for them. It's like gives them a little bit of a rush or whatever. Um and you know, I, I, we definitely want to be a community-oriented blanket art venue, but also film for filmmakers, for you know, any kind of artist, and um, give people opportunities to try and fail and succeed and whatever needs to happen to be able to find, you know, their voice or whatever. And generally, how do you create a well-rounded experience for those filmmakers when they screen their films? I mean, that that comes down to them getting us their material in a timely manner. If we've had a lot of filmmakers who, because we have to transfer it all to DCP, which is a different file format for the projectors. And so we've had a lot of filmmakers get us their files for their film 
a day and a half before the event. And that is a surefire way to not only anger the Dylan, the tech at the theater, but also to make sure that your the sound is bad, the everything is terrible. So if everybody, if you're making a film right now and you want to play it at the theater, get us your, get it scheduled and get us your material early so we can do all the level checks and everything. I've been told that there were, you know, recently uh, some independent filmmakers at the Lyric. Can you tell me more about their work and who they are? Um, I mean, are you thinking about somebody specific? I mean, I have the ben people that Hess. I... Ben Hess, yeah. Ben Hess, actually, he's kind of one of the staples at the theater. He Every time he plays, he can basically do no wrong in my eyes. Um, he's great. He's wonderful to work with. He's a super nice guy, and he makes great stuff, and he packs the house every single time he shows a film, which is fantastic. We love it. Yeah, Ben Hess, like another uh, few other names that we... I'm a fan of, like, I like uh, Jesse Nyanders. He's a great filmmaker in town. Um, uh, Nick Holland, he works with Jesse. He works with kind of everybody all all over the place. Whenever he does something, he packs the house. He's great. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to leave somebody out and they're going to be mad at me. Um, uh, Jamal Page. Oh yeah, Jamal. Jamal's great. I love Jamal. Um uh Dylan, who's our tech, he works with uh um he works with this little this group of people that's awesome. My my good friend Doug Usher, he's he does the fifty three fourteen music video film festival. It happens in August, at the end of August every year. And that just keeps getting better and better and better. Randy Perkins, he's great. Um, and what about the nonprofit film festival? The or this organization you do where you you combine local filmmakers with people from the lyric. Um, like are you talking about HIF or HIF's a film festival that we have that yeah. Jesse Nyander puts on and John Hunt. John Hunt's another filmmaker. He does some great stuff. Um, that we, I basically just let him have the run of the place for a weekend. And, um, I don't know, Maya handles a lot of the nonprofit stuff and she's got a lot of irons in the fire. Maya Ortega's kind of our, I, I, she has a title. She made up a title. Everybody has all these eccentric titles that I can't remember anymore. Like Aaron's the Chaos Wrangler, and I think that's the only one I can remember right now. What does that even mean, the Chaos Wrangler? Um, it's just working at the theater is always chaotic, and I feel like a lot of times the employees blame it on me. But really, if you're an art venue, it's just chaotic. You have you're dealing with disorganized people generally speaking i feel like the filmmakers are generally more organized than musicians and artists but you know like an artist isn't doing his their art 
for organizational skills. You know, they're doing it for like creative, whimsical reasons and yada, yada. And so you're just trying to get everybody in line and put them in a schedule and schedule the day out. It's a wrangling process. Yeah, it is a different thing. I mean, it's a complicated system, I guess. Is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I don't know. I, I I will admit I've been trying to get the theater out of being viewed as just a movie theater. The problem with having it being viewed as a movie theater is that it's a psychological, you know, cage for people once you're once you see a place as a movie theater like you go into a movie theater you watch the movie and you leave and that's it that's your interaction with a movie theater and with the lyric like we have a restaurant we have a bar we have uh we have art nights on on wednesday where you can come and like make a mask or make you know a a little potted plant thing or whatever we have artists coming in to teach things and we have concerts and all this other stuff happening and but people still view it as a movie theater and so they come in and they're like oh i haven't been here for a while there hasn't been any real movies to watch and all this stuff has changed and then they leave and so I'm I'm trying to get it so that people hang out there more, kind of realize that there's more stuff going on than just the movies. And it's it's a it's a it's a heavy heavy lift to get get over that psychological hump of being just a movie theater. So I mean that's that's been this last couple of years since the pandemic, especially because If you ask me, the movie industry is basically circling the drain. Like, nobody really knows what's going to happen, but it's not going to be good no matter what. And anybody who gets out of the whole movie theater world will be a winner. And anybody who stays like AMC and Cinemark and Regal and all those places are, they're all going to go bankrupt. Like, I think they're all going to go bankrupt. You get a 20-plex theater, what, like, what are you going to put on 20 screens? Nothing. Like, there aren't 20 movies out right now. Yeah, I mean, it's an industry where you can't do whatever you want no, you at are, the same time. Yeah, you're adherent to the studios and the distributors. And now, like, now that we have so many other things going on, a uh, studio, what they would usually do is they would come in with a title and say, you got to play this movie X amount of times per day for a week on your big screen or on however many. And if you didn't perform the way they expected you to perform, you'd get this like lecture from them, you know, scolding you for being a bad movie theater. And nowadays, like if we see a title that's going to be a headache like that, and they're like, well, you, you got to play it this many times on your big screen. We'll be like, no, No, thank you. You can go ahead and put that wherever else. Because we don't really need it. We got so many other things going on. Thanks to Ben Mosier for being in this interview. Feel free to visit lyriccinema.com. <laughs>